My name's Sarah Frick, and you're listening to Are You For Real? A podcast all about being real. Like, really real, not just cute Instagram real. Like, real. Welcome back to Are You For Real? Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We hope everyone is at home, social distancing, safe, happy, and healthy. Um, We know this can be a really tough time emotionally. This is kind of what I've been playing with back and forth. And I was on a walk the other day and I was thinking to myself, how are people handling this mentally? So I decided to reach out to a colleague of mine, a woman who I actually have taught yoga with for many years and who is also a psychiatrist to talk about mental health. So let's all welcome Andrea Hawk to the conversation. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, and I appreciate you yeah, starting this conversation with like all the other noise that's coming at us. It's overwhelming. It's a lot. And it is a lot, yeah. Talking about how it's affecting our mental health, and I feel like people are starting to touch on that here and there, but it's a big deal, and like people talked about, too, that this is, this is going to be a marathon. This isn't like a normal crisis that we think of that has a known trajectory, you know, like right. a hurricane or even a death or something where you know that people are going to come to your house and sit you up or agree with you and then they're going to go home or what, you know, it's uh, very, very different and that unknown and uncertainty you know, that we always have in life, but right now is so full throttle for all of us in a thousand different ways that it it uh, is bringing out all different kinds of things. I, um, I had a patient last week who said, you know, this is just a new platform to show who we are. And I was like, wow, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, this is a new way of being that no one really alive has ever experienced. And so it's definitely important in terms of, you know, I like to think about like our psychological immune system. And we talk a lot about our physical immune system right now. And of course, they're all related. But, you know, you hear a lot about... um the exercise, the food, the vaccine, the washing your hands, et cetera, which obviously is all super, super, super important. But, you know, what can we do to shore up our mental health right now, too, to protect ourselves, um, you know, to be able to keep functioning? But also, and I think it's such an important part of this is the opportunity for growth and, you know, where we can take it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I hear you, and it's like everything you're saying just in that brief little sentence, whatever, it lands with me. And then my, I go to like yesterday, excuse me, I had this and everybody's kind of like joking about the perpetual groundhog day, but literally it was like, you know, I have, and we'll talk about all different uh, types of people, but like for me personally, I have three small children and it's like, it's like, like once the feet hit the ground, it is a constant race. And so like, usually for me, like, you know, I've always, I've always worked out of the home and that was a, a choice I made. Um, I think we were all different. And for me as a mother, like I'm, I'm a really good working mom, you know, I love my time mm-hmm. with my children and it's always been like, um, a quality versus quantity judge, judge me if you will, anybody, but that's just really mm-hmm. how I operate better. I need me time to be able to really show up for them. And that is not an option right now. And it's, and like, so Sunday bleeds into Monday, bleeds into the next weekend. And like literally yesterday I was like, holy shit, here we are again. And 
like you said, the trajectory of it. And that's what I keep coming up against. I keep talking to like friends in the medical field and I'm like, so like, what are we looking at? And like, what, so what does this mean? You know? And like mm-hmm. yesterday I was talking to a friend and she was like, you know, and you probably have insight on this as well, but like, she's like, you know, probably a peak in two to three weeks. And then you got to quarantine for another two weeks. And I'm like, it's, it's not like you said, that made so much sense. Like a hurricane, you're like, okay, the hurricane's going to come. It's going to hit. We'll deal with the aftermath. And then we'll move on with our lives. But this mm-hmm. is like, there's no really end in sight. And I think that's really what's kind of like messing with people's heads a little bit. Right. Absolutely. And I was listening to a meditation teacher yesterday and I thought I'd explain that, well, this is hard, but somewhat helpful of, well, yes, there's so much I don't know. I mean, this is like an I don't know, like we've never experienced, like even the smartest, most experienced you know, infectious disease doctor, epidemiologist right now does not know, you know, we are mm-hmm. doing the best with the data that we have, you know, day by day, but it is day by day moment by moment, like, you know, like nothing else, um, especially with a brand new virus that we've never experienced before. And, and can we use that? I don't know, you know, as somewhat, you know, an element of peace and reprieve, which sounds crazy on the surface, I know, but her point was, what's right in front of you right now, right? you know, even though it might be your screaming kids, you know, it might be, you know, wanting to kill your spouse, that you lost your job, all this, right. that, let's come back to ourselves and manage it. It's actually the horror story show in your mind about what you're conjecturing about what's going to happen that's getting you, right? It's yeah. not like that I don't know in and of itself. It's the, oh my gosh, you know, like... I lost my job. I'm going to go bankrupt and I'm never going to see anybody again. Da, 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 you know, or my kids, I mean, I'm going to kill them. My husband and I are going to fight. We're going to get divorced. We're going to move out of our house because we're having no money. I mean, yes, is that possible? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we cannot deny like the hard truth of possibility, you know, I guess in some way. Yeah, no, but, no, totally. Yeah. But, but, you know, what is the other side, you know, of that coin and the like relief of just, you know, I don't know. And I've even felt that like talking with, Friends and patients, you know, I know, you know, we all like think, okay, we know our specialty and we know I'm good at mental health or whatever. And, you know, I felt some relief from being like, yeah, I just do not know. And not that I normally sit there and say I have all the answers, but this is just a new dimension of that, that, um, yeah, it makes it really hard on one hand, but yet is the, you know, hopefully we can continue to lean into that as a, is almost its own tool, you know, for coping right now. It's like, you know, right. I don't know. It's its own tool of surrender and, and allowing. So like, you know, you hear the word surrender a lot. And for me, that um, is hard, you know, because to me, I think of myself as like, I don't know, on my knees, bowing down, all that, which is useful. But for me, it's more helpful to think about allowing. Like I'm just allowing this experience to take shape. I, you know, I we never had control to begin with, but now you know it's more apparent than ever that we we don't. And how do I, you know, just allow all that to come through and just deal with it as it comes? Like you know, next next best thing, right? Like Glenn Doyle talks about, and all kinds of people like you know, what's just the next best step I can take, like right here today? And that might be filing for unemployment. You know, it right. might be you know you know whatever. And that sure unbelievably scary. Um, but, you know, that's what I can do in this moment. And taking action is, you know, in any way that we can is so important, whether it's like the microcosm of organizing our closet, like control what you can and control the shit out of it in a way. You know, right, right, right. A little, 
like little things like that. Um, because we do know that our, you know, physical space matters, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, that's important to do. Um, but I mean, could you give some, like, like you said about the closet, like some suggestions? Cause you know, in yeah. this, there are so many different types of people. Like there's already the type of people that are the control people and the type of people that are the unruled followers and that, you know what I'm saying? So it's right, like, right. I feel like some people I've, I talked to, they're like, they, they like, it's just an inconvenience to them. And other people I talk to are like, so depressed, they cannot get out of bed. You know, yeah. and it's like, it's just, and I think that that, I do think that part of that come, I think part of that's personality. I mean, this is like my gauge on it. And part of it comes with different responsibilities. Like you said, I have so many friends that I'm, that are dear friends of mine that own small businesses like myself, but have a lot more, like, I, I honestly think a knock on wood that to be in a small business, I'm in a, for I being in fitness right now is in a really, really, it's still a great business to be in. Have we lost a ton of money? Absolutely. But is there still want and desire and need for what we're doing? Yes. I think of people that are in the restaurant industry, people that are like in boutique or retail industry, like that just is like people, they're like, it's at a halt. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm and I just, I, it's like, I, I see these people that I love so much and I feel so blessed to, I was sorry. I know I jump around so much and you're used to talking to me, Andrea, so you're used to it. <laughs> like I, I like was Kate counts and I were talking about it and she was like, you know, we were made for these times, the yogis were. And I think right. we, we have so much training and it's like, we've heard the same things over and over and over be present. What's happening right now, non-attachment. And even though we don't put that into our everyday lives, like we have that freaking dialogue in our head. So when this shit does happen after being in this industry for 15 plus 16, 17 years, whatever it's been, like, I'm like, okay, here it is. Like, here it is in action. And yes, it's still hard. And yes, it's still sad. But I think about the people that don't have anywhere with all around that. And I don't oh, know, right. maybe, maybe that's like a, a conversation in itself. But it's like, how does, how do, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I guess it's like, no, I get it. Well, I would say like, um, yeah, a few different levels. That. So yes, I mean, this is what we've been practicing for, right? Like, th- this is it, you know, in terms of, yeah, the stress, the presence, all that, like this buzzword that we heard for so long. And, and yeah, that we were doing, I mean, yoga and meditation has transformed my life. Absolutely. And it's transformed right. my psychiatry practice in terms of how I'm able to communicate those concepts to patients because they're very similar to, say, cognitive behavioral therapy, which basically focuses on um, the negative and destructive maladaptive thought patterns that we all have. You know, and in yoga, we talk about that as our, like, you know, personal lives and the story, et cetera, which is in some ways a simple concept, but it can take a lot to grasp. Um, so yes, in that sense, we're so lucky that we have those tools. I mean, I do think now is an opportunity to expand that even more with other people. And I'll get to that with more specific stuff in a second. But, you know, in terms of how different people are coping too, I mean, I have definitely noticed, especially in the first week, and I think we were all on just super high alert, um, uh-huh. that like it's, amplifying who you already were <laughs> you know? oh yes and um, <laughs> in good and bad right i mean if you're generous and kind you're really generous and kind you know if you're super ego driven and you need those dopamine hits all the time of the instagram likes and the people falling at your feet like you're gonna feel that too you know if you're really 
irritable, et cetera. Not that, you know, we're all going to be irritable at some point in this, but, you know, that's going to come out. Like, if you're selfish, you're going to act more selfish, you know, like all that. Yeah. I think it's, and we all have both sides of that, right? You know, we got the light and shadow. And it's such, for me already personally, it's been so interesting to, um, see that within myself. And then also, like, some of even the relationships that I have, um, like, huh, you know, that person's showing who they were even more. Like, you yes. know, I really like, do I really want to pick that back up when I, this is all over, you know, and you've spoken to some of that as yeah. well. Um, and, and it's know, so, I, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. It's no, go ahead. no, it's so true because it's like things get so like loud right now. And like with the people, even like the tendencies, like in jobs and, and, it's like the way that we're conditioned to do certain things. And it's such, I think, I do think it's such a good time to look at these, these things that we do, these pathways that we take or these relationships that we have. And like, is it working? Is it not? And is this the pause to step away from it? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's the ultimate sifting and separating the wheat from the chaff, which I know can sound privileged or it is privileged, you know, and I know some, you know, of, Oh, well, you know, I'm just thinking about, my next paycheck or how I'm going to, you know, eat. I mean, that's obviously a different story, but when I hear myself even start to say that now, and I promise I'll get to practical things here, <laughs> I, um, you know, there's no hierarchy of grief. Like Brene Brown's talked a lot about this the last few weeks. Some of all those people who are so um, skilled at communicating some of these concepts, but, you know, just right. because, you know, you're sad about missing your prom as a high school student, like, that is okay. Like, we've got to put, you know, empathy towards all of that and not just dump shame on, like, God, oh, well, I shouldn't be worried about that. I'm such a bad person for caring about right. my, you know, dance that I missed or that, you know, fun party or traveling to Europe this summer. I mean, it's all valid and all that. Totally. I heard Glenn and Joel saying that too. Yeah, I think it was her yesterday. Yeah. She was talking about like people are just grieving, like grieving like the birth of their child. Like they, you know, they had this whole birth plan set up and their families and none of that's happening or your graduation or your wedding, you know, it's like, yeah. Just, yeah. Right. And so, I mean, and so in terms of practical stuff, I mean, trickling down to some of that, but it really does start with being easy on yourself. I mean, if you were not anxious right now, that would be Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like it's and then it's between anxiety and concern, definitely. Um, and I sometimes get frustrated with the word anxiety being thrown around because you know we all get anxious or nervous sometimes. That's different than pathological anxiety that's like getting in our way and we cannot function. You know, it's right. all okay. you know on a continuum. Um, and the word depression is the same way. And we've all felt quote depressed. It doesn't mean I've had clinical depression. You know, meaning like right. you know a cluster of symptoms that comes in a cyclical way, um, generally. So, you know, and not that we need to parse the language too much now, but, um, but, you know, I think like we talk about also a lot in the yoga world, I mean, the language that you use matters a lot, you know, um, of not, I'm anxious, freaking out, but yeah, I'm concerned, you know, or worried. I mean, there's a different tenor to that and that's important to, to recognize, you know, especially as we're talking to other people. I'm sorry. No, no, I was going to say one of the words that came up, I put some stuff out on Instagram for questions that people had. And a lot of people spoke about loneliness, people that are lonely, um, that Mm -hmm. are possibly self, like, well, not self, like self social distancing, but they live by themselves. So for me, um, 
you know, I'm at home with a million people. And so my experience is going to be different. And these people were asking for different ways to connect. And, you know, is technology the answer for this right now? Yeah, well, it's a fine line because, you know, technology is obviously such an amazing tool right now, but it can also ironically make us feel more isolated at the same time. So I would say starting with actually what you're going to limit. So the social media aspect of it, like give yourself a timer with that, whether it's just, you know, a few minutes throughout the day, but just so you're not constantly scrolling with that. Because we know like while that might feel good in the moment, it can make us feel a little more alone at the end of the day. Or maybe a better way to put that is making sure that we're balancing that. So starting the beginning of the day by not picking up your phone, actually, you know, not scrolling. And these are things that are important in normal times, but I think are even more important now to give us a rhythm of things of first, you know, really doing that check-in with yourself. That's going to be hard. You know, what are those grounding practices that you you know, might normally do, but that you could even add in now, whether it's that lemon water or tea or meditation for five minutes, like finding that grounding spot and then thinking about, okay, who do I really want to connect with today? And what might mm-hmm. be a different way that I want to do it? Because I think, um, it's interesting. A good friend of mine had this issue come up for her last week. She started feeling super anxious and ironically, I think more alone when she was supposed to be on 5 million Zoom calls. She was supposed to do this, da, 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 and her please herself came out, you know, and she yeah. was like, oh my God, you know, I've got to do this. You're going to be mad at me. And I'm like, what? You know, if anybody that would be upset with you for not calling them back right now, like, bye-bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah bye. <laughs> and, and that those kind of boundaries are very important and not to specific people necessarily, but just thinking of like, what kind of energy do I want to bring in right now? And yes, we want to process everything, but you know, maybe, you know, when we're calling these people that we you know, have decided that we definitely want to talk to, um, if we're having a very low day, like being intentional about what we talk about, like it seems obvious, but like not letting yourself talk about COVID the whole time, like not, right. again, like watching the language of like, it's fine, of course, to vent and even complain right now, but maybe not why. You know, <laughs> like, right, right. Um, it's because could you, you call know, and tell my two-year-old that? <laughs> right. Really straight. I mean, and again, like there's a balance of that. Yeah, can we all have a fit now and then? Of course. I mean, like let that out, but you know, but make sure that's not just like what you're calling your friends and talking about. Of course, like getting creative with what you're doing, whether it's. FaceTime, the Zoom, the call, writing letters. I mean, I've had my kids write postcards and letters and like little things just because anything tangible right now can feel so good. Um, like setting that up for yourself because even just the act of reaching out is going to make you feel more connected, even if you don't originally, you don't immediately hear back. So if you, you know, especially if someone in need, you know, say you write your grandmother a card or whatever, put mail, that is going to make you feel more connected and less lonely. Because we think yeah. about, you know, loneliness is this like, idea of like I'm physically alone in the moment but it's not right we all know that it really has to do with feelings of belonging you know in a more global way and that we're connected in a more global way and I mean just like um not just going around the world but just you know in general like I'm connected to my mommy that's not talking to her you know right so like that what are the you know those different strategies that we can have and then I mean I think again the basic self-care practices that we have to put in place. So, and people talk about this a lot with kids, a little bit with adults, but I mean, I think some scheduling is important, but having obviously some grace around that. Like at the beginning, yeah, I was going to ask you that. Oh, yeah, like um, airport rules. And I'm like, uh, maybe, you know, meaning like have a beer at 
8 a.m. if you want to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, m- maybe, but, like, you don't want this to feel more like the Twilight Zone than it already does. You know, so, like, right. those, Like, maybe don't have a beer at 8 in the morning. Right. Maybe not. I mean, maybe, you know, Saturday. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe no judgment, but, like, maybe don't start that right now. That's another right. thing I was going to jump to is, like, you know, people tend to turn to their their numbing devices or whatever helps you get through right. things. And, uh-huh. like, alcohol is a depressant. Yeah, and alcohol. Sorry. Yeah. Like alcohol in excess is a depressant. We all know that. But right. I had some other people, I had another woman say, I tend to food binge or and or starve myself during really stressful times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just, you know, just been talking with friends who were like, yeah, I've been definitely been drinking more than I usually do. Or for my friends don't drink, they're like, I am online shopping like fucking crazy. Um, yeah. You know, and I think... I don't know, for me, like the first two weeks of going through this, it was kind of like I was living in a twilight zone and I was like, just get through and da da da. And like John and I don't, and especially John, like never drink during the week. And we were like having wine every night. And I was like, like we looked at each other this week and I was like, this just isn't, you know, like I can't, I don't want to like, I don't want this to become something else, you know, and I don't want to come out of this like, what the hell just happened to me? So, yeah. Um, and I think, so yeah, for the last two weeks, and we're in South Carolina now, so it's obviously a different timeline for anyone else outside of this. You may yes. be listening to this in the future, but like, you know, we were on our third week of like schools closed, et cetera. And, you know, I would say, yeah, the first two weeks, you got to just like forget ever happens in terms of like giving yourself grace for that. Like whether you were eating or online shopping, hopefully you can return from that eventually if you need to. Um, but the drinking, et cetera, I think we were all, yeah, in that adrenaline surge, I got to cope however I want to, even, you know, a tinge of like vacation feeling, you know, right. like that totally. it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. And which, you know, you feel, I even saw myself feel guilty for saying that, but yeah, but that's, you know, it's true and it's okay to like take, you know, we got to take lightness wherever we can get it and joy, you know, at any moment for right. sure. Um, and so that was a favor. And now we're hitting like the more weary, like, Oh God, like here we are phase, I think. And right. I would say like, look, look back on the last few weeks. Like what were those easy buttons? Like what was that vice that uh, almost certainly always there before was there before, but now mm-hmm. it's just like super loud and right. try to come up with some sort of plan around it. Maybe yeah, like you said, like not drinking during the week, because, I mean, in that sense, I think it's, you know, we do still want to keep up with what day it is, of course. Right. Um, and, but, yeah, a little grace around that, too. I mean, we've got to be super easy on ourselves during this time. And I don't, that does not mean drinking two bottles of wine every night. But, like, you know, if you are not it's completely adhering to that schedule, obviously that's okay. But we need to kind of try to get ourselves back to a sense of normalcy and that kind of rhythm of our lives and knowing, yeah, like that is part of protecting that psychological immune system that I talked about at the beginning of, yes, alcohol is not only a depressant, but it's anxiolytic too, meaning that it increases anxiety. Like we all know what it's like to drink and the next day your mind is just racing, right? Right. And, and it is a fact too, that you're more likely to have a panic attack when, after you've been drinking. And so that has to do with alcohol itself. It um, relates to a neurotransmitter called GABA in your brain that has to do with regulating your nervous system. And it also has to do with just the fact that it disrupts your sleep. So um, it disrupts because your sleep architecture. And that's why you can be super drunk and sleep for 12 hours and you still feel terrible when you wake up um, mm-hmm. it's because you're not getting that um, restorative sleep that you need. Um, also, it you know, as we look to the snow too, you know, it wreaks havoc on our appetite, it makes us want to crave 
makes us crave more sugar, simple carbs, all of that. Um, right. And sleep is something that I definitely wanted to touch on that, you know, is such a problem under normal circumstances. And now is just going to be more important than ever in terms of keeping yourself resilient. So having what we call a good sleep hygiene of going to bed the same time every night, trying to get up the same time every day, even if that has shifted. I mean, I'm definitely staying up a little bit later than I normally do and sleeping a little bit later. But you got to be careful with that. I and mean, we do know still that, you know, sleeping when it's dark is when we need to sleep. There's even the saying that I don't know if there's any medical data to support this, but like that the hours before midnight count double in terms of sleep. That like it's going to feel more restorative if you sleep from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. than midnight to 8 and so just thinking about like, yeah, like keeping that schedule, just like when you're a kid as much as possible. Obviously, again, having grace around that, but like don't, you know, get up at six one day and sleep till 10 the next. Um, but for a lot of us, I know just... Oh, don't worry. Sleep. Not happening over here. <laughs> what? There's no 10 a.m. sleeping over here, I said. Right. So I know. Yeah. Well, and that's honestly, yeah. I mean, it's blessing the curse of kids right now. They're going to force us to stay like you know, in that routine somewhat. Um, and especially with, you know, with kids at home, the online school, hopefully, or, you know, other assignments, you know, creating some rhythm with that. But um, there are tons of different resources if you're having trouble sleeping that, I mean, you could even start to implement right now. Like one of the first line treatments is this thing called cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia. And it's an online program that you can do. There's a website called free CBTI, which is CBTI, you know, dot com mm-hmm. and um, goes through like behavioral strategy, sleep journaling, all these things that we know in the long term work much better for good sleep than Ambien does. You know, for instance. So yeah. you know, that's not Ambien because it's, you know, necessary for sure sometimes. But, you know, right now we just want to do everything we can to keep ourselves in those natural rhythms of our body. Um, and not only is that good mentally, but obviously for your immune system to sleep too. Oh, of course. Like, again, of course, it's all related. Like, you know, right. that, yeah, you're going to be able to shore up all that. Your cortisol levels, like your stress hormones, like all that's going to go down, you know, if you're sleeping better. And that goes, you know, that segues a little bit into nutrition as well. So, of, you know, we all know that like eating as well as we can, et cetera, is important um, for our bodies, but it is super important for our brains. And there's more and more data about that. There's even something called like a subspecialty called nutritional psychiatry now that's working more and more on that. A lot of it has to do with just inflammation generally, you know, in our bodies, but um, it's all the same stuff that basically that we already know of you know, the sugar, the processed carbs, all of that. And also something I think that gets left out in the anxiety conversation is our blood sugar stability. So if I don't eat for a long time um, and then my blood sugar crashes, you know, there's a surge of insulin that happens and then my cortisol level goes up and it's like a fight or flight response in our body. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can feel like anxiety or even panic for some people. And Yes, we're all more sensitive to some of these things than, than others, but it's something that I think, you know, especially with women, you know, in our culture normally, like, get up, work out, go, 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 you know, you know, you you do need to keep your blood sugar stable. Um, some people say, you know, just eating like 
a spoonful of almond butter here and there, you know, to keep things stable can be helpful. And I think that's important to look at right now. Like make sure you're eating at regular intervals, like good stuff, like solid protein, a little bit of healthy fats, um, and definitely not depriving yourself there right now either. Yeah, watch the sugar. But, you know, this is not the time to start, obviously, that new diet or whatever. Like, right. we got to Don't be start Whole30 right now. It'll not do No, well. <laughs> no. But, like, but we know that, like, there are, you know, I mean, dark chocolate, I mean, that's good. It has magnesium in it, which helps you relax and helps you sleep. I mean, you know, we got to still do those things. But just, you know, be mindful, obviously, still of how what you're eating and when you're eating is affecting how you're feeling that we want to keep you know, our blood sugar stable for sure. Um, and caffeine also, I mean, <laughs> everybody's best friend, but that's something definitely to watch right now, not only obviously because of sleep, but I love coffee as much as anybody else, but is anxiolytic substance also. I mean, you know, it's going to make your anxiety higher. It's going to make your heart rate go higher. And when our heart rate gets higher, not when we're exercising, but like just, you know, can spike here and there. A lot of times our mind will grab it and be like, oh, God, we're anxious, something's wrong, right? Yeah. You know, like we think about it. We think about it starting in our brain, but a lot of times it starts in our body. So if we can keep that from happening in the first place to our body, and if we feel more grounded physically, obviously, right? Like our body is not going to attach a story to that, you know? So um, that's why just watching caffeine is important, you know? And, of course, not drinking it later in the day, you know, if you can help it to protect your sleep too. Um, well, I feel like too, like kind of, if I'm following this a little, it's like, there's certain things that we can control that make us feel like quote unquote, like in control, like on a schedule, let's say like if we're eating properly, you know, meditating, exercising, sleeping, those are things that like we can have some sort of control over. We can't necessarily control what's, you know, all the things and we need to give ourselves like grace and all those things. But that to me sounds like a way that I could like stabilize out my, like you were saying, like my peaks, like I love caffeine too. Right. Like, so it's like, have a cup of coffee, go work out, have like a highball, which is like <laughs> this energy <laughs> right. water, you know, and like wonder why by 2 PM I'm screaming at everybody and like pulling my hair out when like, and then realizing, cause this is a pattern that I have too, just from working in the fitness industry for so long, because we I piggyback my days starting really, really early in the morning until about I take Waylon up my son, six year old up from school about like two fifteen ish is mm-hmm. like, I don't even rec- realize it. I'm like, I haven't eaten all day because yeah. you're like in spandex, you're sweating. And you're like the thought of like putting something heavy in your stomach just never sounds good to me. And then like I crash at that time. And then I'm like exhausted, irritable and all these things. And I feel like just hearing you speak is this sounds like a good time for me to like start to kind of get out of that pattern anyway. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And unfortunately, I know for me, I mean, if that happens, I know often that I should be eating, but it might be like, oh, oh good. I haven't had too many calories. Ooh. You know, right, I mean, right, like, right. Oh, that, that's, please, yes. I mean, that's a yes. whole other story, right? But like, that's, that's an example, I think, of a lie right now that we can see more clearly than we can at other times. You know, yeah. like, why did I, you know, Really? Like, that's so obviously not helpful, you know, no. right now. Right. But I'm just, I get it. Yeah. You know, it's not helpful in any time, but now it's more obvious, right? And, um, and yeah, and so those types of things, like, yeah, with what you're eating with, you talked about this a little bit, but um, 
with meditation, so we hear this constantly, right? Especially in the other world. Meditation, meditation. It is, there is so much medical data about meditation. Like, this is not just, you know, the yoga woo-woo thing. Like, if you're not already doing it, do it now, today. Because it, that, again, is a part of the immune system that we're talking about. It's something that you also don't want to do in response to panic, right? It's something that we're doing consistently to, you know, keep ourselves, but I say, you know, afloat, but also, you know, just more and more aware. And it's like, take the, you know, the, whatever mystical idea you have about it, or the, right. like, you know, the, oh, I'm not going to be good at it. Nobody is, you know, you're mm-hmm. not going to be the Dalai Lama. You know, even he is not, quote, good at it, right? I mean, you just got to sit. There are a thousand apps out there. I love Headspace, Insight Timer. There's a Breathe app. A lot of these services right now, if they weren't already free, have extended their free trials. Um, set, you know, again, setting a timer on your phone. I just love using an app because it keeps me accountable. I love, you know, like Headspace will say, can you track how many days you've done it in a row? And I'm like, dang it, I'm not going to lose my streak. You know? Right, right. <laughs> Coming back. But, and it's, it's so important. And like, we have the time right now. I mean, yeah, I totally get it. The people with 50 kids and they're working from home and all of that, but you know, we're, we're not commuting. We're not doing, you know, so if it's five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, like this is truly like a no excuse. It's time for it. Not only because, you know, we're shifting our schedules. We're having to be, you know, malleable and bend. like, this is, Another aspect is that, like, we've got to figure out a way to fit that in because it's just so, so, so important. And, again, it's just been proven over and over again that it, that it is helpful, um, especially for anxiety. Mood also, definitely, I think, especially in a more long-term way, you know, in terms with depression. And mm-hmm. I think overall contentment, happiness, not being as reactive, for sure. Yes. Um, but the data is mainly focused more, you know, it's more on anxiety. Um but, and again, it's just part of that routine. Um, journaling is another one that we hear about all the time, but I think it's even more important now, but it doesn't have to be super serious. Like my family and I started like a family journal we have right now for this time period. Cause I knew we we're like, we're not going to remember what we did yesterday. I must have two weeks ago. So I put like a notebook on our dining room table every day. You know, we write the date and then everyone just writes whatever they want, you know, about themselves yeah. or or each other or just the weather or, you know, I went to work. I did, you know, my husband sold the hospital. So he's going to the hospital. I, um, you know, went on three walks. It was, <laughs> and some of them were funny though, like how many, you know, games of Clue we've played or even how we've been feeling, or to, you know, and I don't know, even those tiny acts, not only grounding for me personally, but I think it's helping me and my kids feel, I don't know, you know, like we're more in this together, you know, um, and as a way to kind of reflect on what's going on. Are y'all's kids eating you out of house and home? Because I know mine are right now. Um, It's one thing we can all do together. And as much as I want to just throw something at them when I'm feeling tired, the best thing I can do is give them something with high protein and low sugar. I love the new Primal Snack Mates for kids. They have eight grams of protein and only one gram of sugar. And if you order off their website right now using the code THEWORKS, you get 20% off your whole order. That's insane. I really love this company too. It's a local company and they do such good work to support our 
nutrition and our health and our communication around a family table. So anyway, I can love on them. I will. And, and truly guys, all their stuff is great. Their sauces, their meat sticks, anything I get from New Primal, I'm always amazed by how much I love it. And I always go back to either reordering it or buying it at one of my local stores. So check it out again, using the works code, the works for 20% off. Um, get yourself some, get you some snack sticks, get you some sauces, bulk up, get as many as you can because this stuff is good and you can use it basically on everything from veggies to meats to dips. Okay. Enjoy. I think anything we can do to bring our kids into this right now, I don't know, not everyone has children, but a lot of us listeners do. Um, it's great. Like I've given my kids more chores, you know, like, yeah. I need you to help me. You know, I told that from the beginning, like, you're going to be hard for all of us in different ways. And one thing, you know, you just emptying the trash cans in the house can help, you know? And, yeah. you know, and I've been trying to give them a few, like, physical outside activities, like sweeping, you know? So they're outside. doesn't matter if they do it perfectly, you know, but they're still hoping by sweeping off the deck or the porch or the garage or whatever. Um, and, and I was going to ask you that to pivot to that, too, because I had someone reach out and say they have a 10 year old and they're feeling really isolated. I don't know if it's, it's she, yeah. she or he's an only child or what the deal is like, but this is all really good because you have two children. So they have each other and they play well together right. or our friends. Yeah. And I guess that would be really hard. I think to have, okay. So let me go back to this just because I've noticed this at my house, my kids, because it's like, we're all here all the time. Like my, the twin, I have three-year-old twins for those of you that are, don't know. Um, they have always gone to a little school where they've had crazy interaction. Waylon started at this school at a young age as well. And now he's in kindergarten, but it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like the screens are like, like pre- more prevalent right now because it's like after Waylon does his schoolwork or does his zoom, then, you know, if I have to work for a little bit, like we get outside it's like, how do we help? I'd love some suggestions around that as well. Like what you were just saying. Yeah. I mean, right. Obviously different for so many different age groups. I mean, from the baby to the toddler, to the 10 year old, to the teenager, I mean, or college student at home. Can you imagine? <laughs> Coming home from college no. with parents. I mean, but um, yeah. So, I mean, I think, right. I mean, again, this is obviously going to be different for different ages, but Yes, helping the kids help more or asking them to help more around the house. Um, knowing, too, that you're going to have some behavioral stuff right now. Like, they feel our energy, you know, et cetera. You know, same grace for them as we give ourselves, for sure. You know, and maybe just starting to talk with them about the experience. Just like, oh, you know, how is this day for you? You know, for someone like Waylon, and maybe you your twin. You know, like, I don't know how verbal they are right now, but just anything you can just talk about. Again, not to complain or, like, check off the laundry list of things, but just like, what is this like for you? You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, and I know my 10 year old can, I mean, she's, you know, amazing every day with how articulate she is and how well she can express her feelings. And yeah, I mean, it's a lot for sure. And but what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, it's interesting because Lindsay, who's actually the produces this podcast, her and I were speaking about it because she is a homeschooling mom and, and like regularly, and she has three boys. And she said, you know, even she's taken the, t- the pause to sit down and just like have a meal and like conversate and like ask her children, like, or ask her sons, like, how are you? Like, what's going on? And she was like, I'm surprised that like, like the g- great conversation that we had when I, you know, took the pause to actually spend time. And so I think that there's learning on both sides. And that's like, mm-hmm. I think what's hard for me too, because it's like, 
Okay. So that's where I keep going. I was talking to a friend the other day and she's like, what just, she's like, all right, three minutes go, give it to me. Like, where are you in your head right now? Like, what's the big, ugly scaries. And, you know, for me, it's always a, a body image thing, which is something that I've struggled. I go back, I waver with my whole, I waver with my whole life. I have a, a good grasp on it now, but you know, like things get loud when things get isolated. And then mm-hmm. I was like, and I feel like I'm like, looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I'm kind of feel like I'm a bad mom sometimes, you know, like yeah. I've never had to like be the mom that had to do all the things all the days in a row. And like, this is really fucking hard. And, yeah. and, 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 and so what I'm trying to do is flip the conversation and I really am. And this is work in itself. It's like, okay, so where, so, okay. So maybe you're not the mom that's like, wants to like play outside for six hours, but like, what could you do? Right. Could you yeah. sit down and like make a smoothie and like chat or like what I've been doing, like Waylon's been like coming downstairs with me while I'm lifting weights and like literally like playing with equipment and like lifting weights and telling me how strong he is, you know, <laughs> so it's like mm-hmm. finding places that I'm like that we can shine together that, it's yeah. like, you know, instead of being like, well, I, this is what I think good quote unquote good moms do. So, and I don't do what good moms do. So I don't know if that makes oh, sense. Yeah, like, no, that's a, no, it does. That's a great point of like busting the whole good mom myth to begin with. Right. Like, yeah. There's no such thing really, you know, I mean, it's like good enough mom, maybe, you know, but right. uh, you know, what we have in our head is like the idea of good mom. And that's actually, you know, what we've talked, Glennon Doyle wrote her most recent book about, you know, that we think it has to be a martyr, you know, and someone that is, you know, sacrificing herself all the time, 100% of the time for her children. Mm-hmm. And that that just doesn't work. It's not sustainable and it's bad for them. So for you to say too, even boundaries with your kids, and again, I get it that you can't always have a boundary with a two-year-old, but to be like, you know, I really need some alone time right now mm-hmm. and to talk about that because ironically, we need solitude more than ever right now, you know, right. too. So, um and because you're giving them permission to do that too. So then Waylon could say, yeah, I need my own time for 30 minutes in my room and be specific. Like I need 30 minutes. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to watch the show or whatever. And of course, you know, you may need to, if you have someone else in the house, like a husband or partner or whatever, you know, obviously, you know, engaging them on helping you with that and helping them too, because everybody's going to really ebb and flow with this. I mean, mm-hmm. it is that myself, my husband, my kids, it's like they have highs and lows. Like I've had, I've had some even like euphoric times where I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm, um, you know, I can see things more clearly, you know, not just metaphorically, but like outside, like I'm really appreciating that rose bush. I'm really, you know, I feel so good and I feel good, but then it's so much easier for me to crash into feeling really anxious all of a sudden or, yeah. you know, or more down and that we're all riding this crazy wave of that, but that, you know, I guess going along with that metaphor of that, you know, it will even, you know, we will have those ups and downs, that feeling of anxiety or anger or whatever, you know, it will pass. Like, you know, we will get to the next stage of it, but, you know, just helping each other navigate that too. And like, I'm just thinking when you mentioned the fitness thing with Waylon, I mean, definitely looking up like the um, kids exercise, like podcast and web, um, like um, websites right now, like um, mm-hmm. like Cosmic Kids Yoga is awesome. There's one called Body Coach TV that's used in school. Um, you know, having them get some energy out, of course, is super important too. Um, also, like for ourselves and for kids, I think it's gonna be extra fun with kids is doing like sensorium um, toolkits, meaning like how can I 
use my five senses to help Mm me either play or have fun or ground myself. Like, so say maybe like a stress ball for adults or squishy that you, you know, have in your hand for kids, like little squishy toys or playing with scents with them, whether it's essential oils or whatever, or even like bad scents, like funny spices that you have. Um, you know, the, the touch, the sight, listening to different types of music, like getting them involved in something different like that way. And obviously like using our hands in concrete projects too. Um, like my husband and our daughter's, painted the basement a few weeks ago where our house is elevated and it you know, just needed to be spruced up down there. And so they painted that. They were working on, you know, lots of hands-on things there. And that not only gives us a sense of accomplishment, but it's very grounding to be, you know, of course, in our bodies doing something that's right in front of us that we can touch and see. And so, yeah. you know, mixing that up as much as possible. And it's going to get messy. I mean, <laughs> I have... Definitely. And my kids are 10 and 12, so I relatively have nothing to complain about in terms of, you know, they can make their own lunch and kind of clean themselves up. But, you know, my house is dirtier than ever. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, there's stuff everywhere. And I, you know, of course, you know, my anal side is like, ah, but I'm like, okay, this is something that you probably are too anal on a good day. And right. you need to calm down, you know, just noticing that stuff. But again, you know, I'm not saying like, let it all go to hell necessarily, you know, yeah, we still need some order. I need to vacuum sometimes, but you know, it's all okay. And we can kind of, you know, ride some of that out together. Well, I agree with that because I've like had like flip outs. Cause I'm like, it's like, I feel like the walls are caving in and I'm like, there's shit everywhere. Like I literally loaded up the back of John's truck yesterday for him to take stuff to the dump. Cause I cleaned out the playroom and I was like, but I mean, I I got I found myself like snapping at Waylon because he was like picking up literally one Lego piece at a time, and these Lego pieces are the size <laughs> of my like thumbnail. And I was mm-hmm. like, bro, if you don't boogie, all those Legos are going to the motherfucking dump. <laughs> like, and I was like, okay, you take it down a notch. But um, okay, so we're kind of coming to the end of this. So I just wanted to um, let me look at these questions really quick. There was one question that I thought maybe you could address for um for women that are pregnant there i tend to hear there's a lot of anxiety um anything like that you can kind of give us quickly on that Hmm. i mean it's tough i mean unfortunately yeah things in the ob world of course are changing day by day too as they're navigating what's happening in the hospital you know definitely heard of stories of them not having that personal protective equipment, you know, the OBs, you know, in terms of deliveries and things like that, that's not going to affect, you know, the patient themselves as much as the doctor, but it, um, and I think honestly the same tools and knowing that you're more resilient than you think you are and following what your doctor is saying. And, but, you know, unfortunately this hasn't happened as far as I know in South Carolina yet, but it, you know, doctors in New York are not letting partners into the delivery room, you know, mm-hmm. like and things like that. And that, I, I mean, how horrible, like what a, a pill to swallow. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, I guess, actually a relatively new development that, you know, in the last, I guess, 20, 30 years that we've allowed other people in anyway, um, in hospitals, I kind of different in different places, but, um, and that, you know, your body's still going to carry you through this, you know, it's what you were meant to do. Like it's, it's going to be okay, but, you know, in terms of pregnancy-specific ones, oh, you know, I don't have a lot of great answers for that, except yeah. that the things with sleep, food, et cetera, are more important than ever. And I know that's an obvious point, but I think if, you know, if you've been pregnant before, you realize that, like, wow, like, everything shows up in your body. You know, if you eat badly, you feel it even more. If you sleep badly, you feel even um, worse. 
in that vein, I would not, do, you know, if you're sleeping terribly, do not be afraid to call your OB. You know, they're all still there for you, of course. You know, so like, you know, lean on those resources as much as you can. If you need to take something to sleep, do it. You know, this is again not a time to be a martyr and try to, you know, right. power through things unnecessarily. And that makes me think of another point I was thinking of too generally of like, we're all going to have to ask for help in ways we never have before. And we've got to allow that, you know, and feel that and be willing to act on it, you know, and not let shame get in the way or, you know, what someone else thinks get in the way. Um, and in general, too, just in how we're moving through life, I've been thinking a lot, too, about, like, what things was I doing for other people and more in the idea of, like, I'm doing it for other people just because I think they want me to, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. or, like, the way they're going to see me or I'm doing it to please somebody. Like, no, I'm, this is about pleasing myself right now. And I don't mean not helping other people, but, right. um, you know, I've got to hone my own center line as much as possible. And like, even in pregnancy, like you, you know what you need. I mean, more than ever, right. As you're going through pregnancy, like, you know, when you need to reach out and do this. And so you're not being afraid to ask and act in a way that you may not have before. Um, and then on the flip side of that, in terms of just generally, um, thinking about who you can help right now. Um, just because right. we know that like getting out of our own head and I can, I don't mean like donating a thousand dollars or something. I mean, that's great. We are, we are all not going to be able to help everybody right now, unfortunately, you know, and, but helping that neighbor still, you know, making that phone call, donating $1 to a cause that you really care about, like that really flips the script in our head. I mean, think about the energy that you feel in your mind when you do something like that versus check your likes on Instagram, right? So really leaning into that as much as you can. And even for the long term, I've been thinking a lot about long-term mental health with this, like what are those things that you're super drawn to right now? Like whatever, you know, a cause or even a person or whatever, um, if I don't know, migrant workers in India, you know, that situation is killing me right now or children or whatever. Like, write that down right now because when mm-hmm. all this is over and it will be over, you know, that we want to hold on to those raw parts of ourselves that we can carry forward and really act on. Because that's, if we can carry that intention forward, it's going to transform our mental health in so many ways in the long term for the better, I think. Um, I agree. And that's what I think it was journaling in general. Again, like, who do you miss? Who do you not miss? <laughs> you know, what what do you miss? You know, what do you not miss? You know, um, I love that. That seems like that to me reminds me of the thing I was saying about like letting everything fall to the ground and then only picking up the pieces that serve you. And right, like absolutely. going back, because once we do get in the swing of things, like what you said, which we will, it's so easy just to get swept right back into old conditioning and patterns. Right. So it's like, yes, you writing and, it out is a good way to, quote unquote, have some, I don't know if control is the right word, but have a plan maybe. Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, I think because, yeah, when it comes back, it's going to come back, I think in a lot of ways fast, but people are going to want your money. They're going to want your attention. They're going to want all kinds of energy from you in different ways. And so like, where do I want to put my attention and energy? And I hope, you know, we're all going to put thing our attention and energy on more loving things. And I mean that in terms of like, love for the relationships that matter, love for ourselves, like love for the causes that we really care about, like attention toward that grace versus attention towards, you know, what does my butt look like in that bathing suit? You know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yes. you know, like all of that um, 
it really is an opportunity. And I don't want that to sound glib. I know that's been written in a million times before during all of this, but it really resonates with me. It's like, this is a coming home to who you really are in any ways. And that's hard, right? We know that it's like, that is the real work. And that's why we all at times during this, we want to pull our hair out and scream and, and do that. I mean, you know, scream, let some of that physical energy out, but, um, but it is showing yourself who you really are. And we've already shown ourselves how resilient you are, right? If you told yourself six months ago, you're going to be sitting trapped, sitting trapped in your house with your kids for, you know, you would have been like, what? You know, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. No, no, I would have been like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so true. And yeah, and when we think about where we've come from, like, say, gosh, I've already done this for three weeks. It makes us hopeful for the future, too. Like, wow, yeah. if I, I could do it for this long, who knows what I can be doing in another, you know, several weeks and, you know, how I'll be coping now. Because we will, you know, we'll rise to the challenge. I mean, it's we already have. And I've seen that in, you know, the best parts of my friends and community come out. You know, even the best parts of my kids, um, husband, everything that... um no, we'll, we'll, we will get through it. I mean, not to say there's not, there's going to be loss for sure. Yeah. But you no, know, and I feel like we didn't even like get to touch on everything. So we may have to do a part two, but, um, <laughs> I really, really appreciate you coming on today. And just as we sign off, there's one thing that you said at the very beginning. And I just want to remember it. You said it's something one of your clients said to you the other day. Can you re- repeat that? Uh, yes. This is a new platform to show who we really are. I love it. Andrea, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, you're um, so welcome. I appreciate being on so much. And I hope it was you know, somewhat helpful to someone. I think, and again, just talk, talk about all these things and, you know, be there for each other. I totally agree. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. All right, bye. Andrea, thank you so much for being on our show today. Um, that was so insightful and helpful. Um, just to get a glimpse of you know our mental well-being, it is so connected to everything we do all the time. Right, living in our heads can sometimes be a scary, dark place. So anytime we can get out of our heads and into what's real. I love when Andrea touched on that the horror story that we create most of the time is in our heads. So um, you guys, we're doing a great job. Keep moving and breathing. If this podcast was useful to you, please share with your friends, rate us, review us. And as always, we love you and we're here for you. DM us with any questions. You can always reach out to me personally on Instagram at Sarah Lives Yoga or reach out to The Works at The Works CHS. Have an amazing day and we will see you next time. Thank you.